eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Al and Jerry are here with more sports news and other stories that they couldn't get to during the morning show. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go on the podcast on a Thursday. Very exciting day as well because we had a great show today. Just Terrific. had a post-show meeting for the first time in 10 years. Yes. And now, post-workday, we have a lunch date that we're going on. We're going to go meet a listener, and it's going to be fun. We do. Uh, during Hungerthon, we put out for auction lunch with uh, me, you, and Eddie Scazzeri. And I thought it would go for a couple hundred dollars. That's what I was hoping for. Nope. I was feeling like... A no-pressure lunch, Jerry. Like, we go to a deli, we get turkey sandwiches, a couple hundred dollars, we take some photos. It's all in good fun. Well, it went for uh, $1,650. Right. To which I now felt some sort of pressure to go to a nicer restaurant. Right. Uh, And at the time, the boss, Mark Chernoff, said he was going to pay. Now, you can't have a guy who... uh, won this for $1,600, go to a restaurant where he's going to get a turkey sandwich. No, it's not quite acceptable. So I had to explain to the boss, expect some sort of tab here that you're going to be paying for. That's not just us eating turkey sandwiches. This is not going to be $75. We're getting an appetizer. We're getting meals. Here's the thing, though. Eddie Scazzeri is going to get wine. Especially because it's right by his house. Yeah. And the boss already told us, I'm not paying for your alcohol. So... I also told the boss that I would put it on my card and the boss shall reimburse me. Right. Well, you know he's going to want a receipt. And when he sees Red Merlot, he's going to say, I'm not paying for that. That's up to Eddie then to make it up. But then Eddie's got to pay me because it's on my card. See what I'm saying, Jerry? We're going to have a problem here. I'm getting getting screwed. You might get screwed. Or Eddie's going to have to walk up to the bar, order his drink on his tab, walk back to the table. Yep. Now, do you think this will be awkward? It'll be the three of us with the stranger. I don't either. I think if it was a one-on-one deal. One-on-one. I think maybe. The one-on-one dinner with somebody you don't know, like a business dinner, that's always strange. I don't think so. I think there's enough. Eddie will sit there 
like a stump. Eddie won't say two words. He won't say much except he'll offer how much money he makes and how right. hard his job is, and then he'll be out. He'll tell the uh, the the winner that he that uh, Eddie doesn't make a lot of money, that he drives a ten year old car, and that he uh, gets up at one o'clock in the morning, and that sort of thing. Right. Pity story. You're gonna hit be, him with a pity story. You'll look at him awkwardly. I will. I'll size him up and down awkwardly. And I'll end up interviewing him. You will. You'll do your interviewing skills. Something like that. So that'll be fun. Maybe I will, uh, you know, we know what I'm going to do, Jerry. I'm going to Instagram story this. What does that mean? Uh, on Instagram, stories where you have multiple pictures in a row mm-hmm. uh, that tell a story with s- short video, uh, with um, pictures. Right. I'm going to do that. Okay. Of course, you have to follow me on Instagram in order to see that. You see how, how we, we do, do that? that, Al? You see how I do Al's that? Al's Boring Picks? That's right. At Al's Boring Picks I was kidding. Is that really Instagram. what it is? Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's right. That's so we have that. Uh, then uh, tonight we're going to a, a wine store, Gary's Wine in uh, Wayne, New Jersey. Yes. Five to seven, although I have to leave at 6.30. Five to seven. And me, you, Eddie, and the Booms this yes. time will be signing bottles of Don Julio. Which I love, by the way. Which you did, you did. You were not at the last one. You were busy with. Uh, I think my the son kids had a stuff. baseball game or something. Yeah, but we did that. It was fun. Is signing bottles, taking a lot of photos, yeah. Jerry. Lots oh, I, of you know what I had. I had my basketball program. That's right. I was at the gym that night. Lots of podcast fans come to this. Nice. I hope so. so. It's going to be very exciting. Of course, it's an hour and ten minutes from my home, so I will be complaining. Then when I get there, I'll get no, a check. I'll be, be happy, fine. and then I'll be back down. You'll be good because you'll be home by 8 o'clock. And then tomorrow's Friday. And tomorrow's Friday. And for a Friday, we if, go, holla. If anybody's going to be planning, it'll be me because I'm only getting about 90 minutes sleep tonight. You have Cowboys-Washington uh, Redskins Correct. this evening. That game is in Dallas. Yes. So it's going to be a tough flight to get there and back in time after leaving Well, Gary's. you do that from your home, something so like, well, it's really like not terrible. Something like that. Uh, and then I was thinking of this. I, I know you're doing for radio, you're doing Patriots Bills on Sunday. I am, yes. Compass Media Networks. Up in Orchard Park. Yes. I did look, and I see that uh, on television, on CBS, Tony Romo has that game. With Jim Nance. Will you, as a Cowboy fan, seek out Tony Romo for a photo? I will not. I would. No. That, that doesn't... That does nothing for I you. If I bump into him, or but, if I recognize someone that, you know... Um, your kids wouldn't like to see a photo of you at Romo? My kids oh. don't care. <laughs> you know what's what? the most excited picture I've ever shown them? Me and Kevin James because of Paul Blart. <laughs> They're they a fan of the mall cops. Care. Movies. I took a picture. Uh, my son Matthew was thought the Charlie Blackman photo was pretty cool. Okay. Your kids love baseball. But for the most part, they don't give a crap. They don't. No. So, But, yeah, if – if see, there's this one producer – uh, Callie, I say her last name, but Carrie, she's a TV producer, sports TV producer. Carrie, the TV producer. She does a lot of games with Ian. Uh, I see her, as I used to see her sometimes around the Ivy League games, uh, Columbia Villanova one night. She was doing the game for TV. If someone like that that I knew was producing that game on CBS, I would, yes, I would ask, hey, could I come in, say hello, introduce myself? I've interviewed him several times. Right. Would love to say hi. But no, would I seek him out? Absolutely not. All right, let me ask you this. If uh, you're both in the area where food is being served to announcers and media, will you say hello? Depends on the situation. If he's with people. He's by himself. He's, he's getting, by himself. He's, I would. Yeah, if he's by himself, I would say hello. I would let him know that I worked for Compass and we did the Cowboy games for the last six years. Yeah. Would you say you work in the mornings with Boomer yes, Asai? that will 100% come up. All right, so of if he's getting a dinner roll by himself... 
He looks inviting. He's got a friendly face. You might say hello. And I will ask him if he's in New York, if he would come in. Oh. And I'd like to introduce him to Al Dukes, who wrote a song that, that goes like, Romo, you suck, I me, Justin Tuck. I wouldn't do that one. See if I um, get a laugh out of it. And you're a big golf guy, so would you also be excited to see Jim Nance? I've met Nance before. I hit balls with him on the range at a, at a golf event once. So been there, done that. Well, no, I mean, yes, if I had a chance to say hi to Jim, I would do that. He would okay. not remember me, I'm sure, but... He'd pretend. He's perhaps. one of those guys, I think, that he meets a ton of people, so he's good at pretending that, oh, yes, I remember, I've met you he, before. I'll tell you what's interesting about Jim Nance. We did uh, one year, you know, Boomer and Craig won that golf event with the trophy that's, I don't know if it's still in the yes. studio or not. So I was on their team. One year, and we won before I got kicked off the team for some real celebrities, <laughs> like celebrity people. I think I forget who played with them the last few years, but I was removed from the team after we out. won. But I went out Gone. there with them. It's got to be five years ago now. Went out to the range. Nance was there. He said hello to me by name. I didn't say I was going to leave Jim Nance alone. I wasn't right. saying anything. He knew So that you. was kind of cool. He must have watched the show that morning, that I'm sure. Cool. And he must have remembered. Now, Jim Nance is a trivia question for me, Jerry. He, um, uh, the Boomer and Carton show was around for 10 years and one day. Jim Nance is the only guest who has appeared on the program twice, never with both Boomer and Carton. Is that true? Yeah. The one day he was booked to come in, Craig got ill and called out sick, which did not happen often in 10 years. And Boomer did the show with Nance. Then another time... Uh, Nance was set to do the show, and Boomer called out sick. That's funny. Very strange. Interesting. Considering over a 10-year period, the amount of times those guys called out sick, minimal. That is weird. Uh, weird, wild Weird, wacky stuff, stuff yes. Uh, I saw this uh, after the show today, Jerry. Well, first of all, during the show today, I'll give it a little behind the scenes, Mark Chernoff came in and was not happy that we kept playing mic drops. Which wasn't, which wasn't crazy stop. today, I didn't think. He could, could just stop. It's a little much today. I didn't think we did it a lot at all today. But here's the problem. I think he thinks Sour Shoes, who called in as Mike and the Mad Dog, I think he thought those were drops. Really? Yeah. So I think he thought we were overdoing it because Sour Shoes. I honestly, for a split second, thought when you put it on the screen, mm-hmm. I actually thought Mike was calling in. I put Big Mike on the hotline. That's why I paused. I didn't know what we were doing. Oh. I'm like, for real? Fake. It was the fake Mike. I would have not known that. Okay. Until he did the horrendous Russo impersonation. Yeah, uh, his Russo was getting bad. So this week he had uh, been, he's been calling me four hours a day every day. Oof. And I generally what I do is I will pick up and put him on hold so that he thinks he's going to get on. Right. And then leaves me, really ties up one line, mm-hmm. but he just sits there. Right. So when you're on hold, you hear the radio station, WFAN. So he was on hold with us, and he was also calling Howard Stern for four hours a day. When Howard would plunk down the phone to go to him, you would hear you and Boomer blasting in the background because he was on hold with us as well. That's great. And Howard was yelling at him, like, how many shows are you calling? That's great. Did you hear this? Time. I did not. I had multiple people tell me that. I got to find. We got to hear this. Yes. It'll be my only appearance on the Howard Stern show right. ever. It's kind of cool. Yes, that would be cool, Jerry. So, uh, but we went to Boomer's office today after the show. Boomer had some gifts to give us. Very nice. And he asked um, uh, one of the women in the office to help hand out the gifts. Right. And it was just funny to see the difference between how uh, women give gifts <laughs> and men give gifts. <laughs> 
Boomer had all these Under Armour uh, sweatshirts and T-shirts and jackets and to give us his gifts. Uh, the woman who he had asked to help, she wanted them presented as gifts. Like, she legitimately was angry. The angry, way they were like, out. why do you not present this as a gift? Right. Instead, Boomer was kind of just throwing us. <laughs> Here you go. Here's a gift. Because that's how men give gifts. The women, it's all in the presentation. I want to read. I've never read it. But I really want to read that book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. All right. Have you ever read it? I've not read that. Because as the older you get, like I've always believed that. That men the, are from Mars and women are from Venus. Yes. Two different planets. As Jerry. I've gotten older, mm-hmm. I I mean, every day there are more and more examples of it that, Even are, the that longer are more noticeable. You're, I would think the longer you're married, the less that no, happens. It, it's, it's always been that way. Yeah. But I see differently with different people now, too. I see. I see the way my wife and her friends would be in certain situations as opposed to me and my friends. Right. And I don't know if it's, I don't know why I didn't notice it as much earlier on because it's probably the same. Right. But my God, do I notice it now in every walk of life here at work, on the sports fields, in my marriage, with my family. It doesn't matter. We're so effing different. It's ridiculous. Do you think that book, I believe that book was written for women, but it's got to stand true for both. Right, but I think it was written for women to help them understand how bizarre we are. Then could we write a book to show them how goddamn crazy they are? What do you think uh, your your wife's biggest complaint would be about you? Like if this were uh, um, if this were the newlywed game. And they my go, oh. wife's biggest complaint yeah, what about would she say? Me? What would she say she would like most like to improve about you? I don't share enough. Your feelings? Uh, no, not feelings. I'm not very talkative. So general, like for you to even say, hey, today Boomer gave us some uh, Under Armour outfits. All right, so here would be a prime example. Every six months or so, we'll have a conversation about something's not right or whatever. Maybe okay. every nine months. Sometimes it'll be once every three weeks. You never know. She will always say, you know, you, know, you are a pain in the ass when you come home a lot of days. I'll ask you how you're doing, and you'll say, fine, another day of work. And she's like, okay. She wants details. And to me, there's really nothing else to say. Right. I got up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. I've been exhausted all day. We did a show, just like we do every day. Right. I got in the car. I chewed sunflower seeds to make sure I didn't fall asleep coming home. Mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. Here I am. I'm fine. How are you? Next day, same thing. Pretty much. And so she works three days a week, but there's a couple of days she's home, or even when she gets home from work, you know, oh, how was your day? It was fine. I mean, to me, it's a conversation that does not need to be had every day. Generic conversation. Right. Now, I will ask her how she's doing, if I know stuff's been going on at work, or just whatever. I don't ask her how her day was every day. To me, it's, eh, you don't need to do that every day. Right. If you've got an issue, talk to me about it. If you don't, I'm good. Now, Gina will ask me every day, legitimately, because uh, I'll, I'll talk to her uh, either when I'm cooking dinner or after I've eaten dinner. And she'll say, what was for dinner? <laughs> now, I kid you not, Jerry, I eat chicken, sweet potatoes, and broccoli every, every day. day. I know that. But she asks. And I go like this, the huge chicken, sweet potato, and broccoli. And then what does she say? Again? Then I go, what did you have? I'm, then I'm sil- I'm kind of judging. Now she knows this is 
judgment time. Right. Now I will judge her based on what she had. Right. So I'll hear the her mind working and she'll say something healthy. Where who knows, Jerry? You have no idea. You have no idea. I mean, mean maybe I'm eating fried chicken and I go chicken. That's true. But she knows you better. She knows. Of course. So that so, would be I think that's the one complaint. That and I'm not as neat as she probably would like. Okay. I'm not a slob. Right. But I'm very Oh, damn. The sweatshirt fell off the uh I'll get it later. <laughs> no big deal for you. No, no big deal. All right. I'm very, I'm just, ah. You know, so, and there she goes again. Who is that? She lo- kind of looks like Kim Jones. Well, but it's not. I don't know who that is. Hey, one quick one, since we were talking about family stuff. Oh, yes, Jerry, please. So, I always tell you, that amazing, amazing to me how you can have two kids that can be so different. Yes, from the same parents. Yes. I was, I, at least I think so. Mm-hmm. So, my older son is, he's a good athlete. He is not a great player in basketball or baseball, but he's a good athlete, and I think he's a good player. I think he's got the potential to be really good if he wanted to practice. All right. If he put some effort into it. He is the type, if I tell him you need to go out there and shoot 500 foul shots a day, he'll go out and shoot 10 and say, I made nine, I'm good. Like, yeah, but... Percentage-wise, I would have made nine out of 10 consistently. That's The whole point of this is that you need to do muscle memory... And you need to lock down your focus and your routine, so you should shoot another 490 of them. Mm-hmm. I made nine. I'm fine. All right, fine. Whatever. I'm not going to argue with him. So yesterday, we're in the driveway playing basketball. My little guy's seven. And he is, there's no doubt, he's a little more advanced than most kids his age because he already can reach the rim from the three-point line. So he's got, he uses his legs like I showed him. So he's good. He can dribble really good behind the back. He's doing wonderful. So he missed a shot from about five or six feet away yesterday. And I said, what, what was your target there? He goes, I don't know. Throw it above the rim. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, look where you are. Hit the top corner of the backboard. So he did it. It went in. He goes, oh, cool. I'm like, yes. I said, do you want to learn how to be really good at that? He goes, yeah. I'm like, fine. We're not going inside until you make 20 in a row. It took us an hour and 15 minutes. He got to 19 on three different occasions. I started him over at one again. Not only does he have the patience and, like, the will and, like, the want to, when he was done, he's like, all right, where's the next spot? Like, dude, it's getting dark. We got to go soon to your thing at school. He wanted to bang out 20 in a row from another part of the court. But isn't that weird that one, he's like, I'm fine. And the other's like, all right, how do I get better now? Just strange to me. Very strange. The way we're all wired so differently. Yes. Weird. He's the type. I bought a small batting cage for the backyard. The first few days, like, literally he had blisters in his hands. I'm like, dude, you got to stop. He'll be out there all day. It's really amazing. Different people are just so different. He's very dedicated to his sports, Jerry. He's very dedicated to anything he starts doing, basically. Hmm. So it's all pretty right. wild. Uh, and then, Jerry, finally, I uh, have this article. This is not a... Uh, we do... A lot of times, Jerry, I like to sneak in a commercial. This okay. is not an actual commercial. This is more of a story. There's a... Uh, Company called Happy Underwear Gifts. <laughs> okay. Now it's based out of the UK because uh, their prices ha- uh, it's uh, their pricing is in pounds. Okay. Which is that British money? Right. They have uh, penis scarves. What? That's a what the hell is that? So it's a penis testicles and it's a scarf. Uh, it's it's not made out of real penises. This are kind of crocheted penis scarves and a penis. Hat for the winter. Oh, hold on. A you second. see what I'm saying, no, Jerry? So you don't put the scarf around the penis? No. It's a scarf. 
it's basically instead of wearing a Dallas Cowboys winter hat, you're gonna yes. wear a winter hat that's got that. It's got a penis on the. Well, who's on gonna it? buy that? Well, they're selling out, oh, Sherry. Come on. The scarf comes from Happy Underwear Gifts. Uh, they also sell something called vagina slippers. <laughs> in this uh, day and age, a company like this exists in the UK. They have uh, different colored penis scarves They're available in pink, red, uh, gray, or blue. Right, what and color a matching you get? hat. I would get whatever was like skin color. You know, I never know what to get, Boomer. Penis scarf. Again, not for your penis. It's a scarf that is decorative and it looks like a penis. I imagine he could not open that up on the air. All right, probably on not. TV, right? TV would not like well. that. Probably not so much. I'd like to see him wear this to a Ranger game. By the way, we saved money this year. How so? On the Christmas gift. <laughs> oh, don't have to get Craig a gift. Sad. That is sad. God. Terrible, terrible, I say terrible. you still get him something lovely. Hey, what do you think about the Matt Lauer thing? Uh, well, here's what I think about all these things, Jerry. There's a lot of people being uh, uh, caught uh, uh, with the sexual harassment. The ones that happen quickly, as the Matt Lauer one did, where... An allegation comes out, and then many, many similar type allegations come out in a row. I immediately go, guilty, Matt Lauer. Well, he also said my bad very quickly, too. Right. That's when I know. Right. One of those cockamamie apologies. Charlie Rose did a my bad very quickly. Yes, he did. Uh, Al Franken did a my bad. Uh, so those, I'm like, okay. The ones that I hear, like a one-time allegation from uh, 20 years ago, and I hear nothing else about it, I think... Who knows? That's what right. he said, she said. But, like, this Matt Lauer one, Harvey Weinstein, those guys that when immediately when it comes out, they come flooding out multiple examples. How about the fact in the paper today that they revealed he had a lock yeah. button under his desk so that when he got a girl into his office that he could lock the door from the inside. Now, like, who installed that? I mean, God damn, what are we thinking? I barely got the lights, uh, uh, light bulbs changed here. Really Imagine isn't... if I go, hey, could you? Could someone install a lock that I could hit under my desk to lock the door? I mean, from the inside. Yeah. So you can't get in. Not really only that. remarkable. Just, just a few weeks ago, when Bill O'Reilly was having his problems doing similar things, Matt Lauer's sitting there on the on the Today Show grilling him about it. And Harvey Weinstein? Yeah. Now, dude, and look at doing the mirror. It. And then I love the apology. My bad. I mean, shut up. Like, don't even, honestly, why even apologize? Right. That's kind of, you know, it's one thing if you're riding a bike and you run over a kid's turtle. Yes, my bad. Dude, I am so sorry. Did I not did mean not that. mean to do that. The apology in cases like this is hollow because you did mean to do it. You did. The apology should be, I'm sorry I got caught. I'm a douche. I mean, honestly, it's just, uh, I don't know. I, do you think for people that are that are like this, and I know mm-hmm. from reading the articles, he had a, you know, a weird marriage. I'll leave it there. Right. But still married, and I think kids and all that. Yes, three children. Do you think people, though, whether it's guys or women, because women do it as much as men do from everything I read and mm-hmm. all these Pornhub stories we have and, sure. and polls. Do you think people go through it, they know it, and they just figure they're just never going to get caught? No. See, I imagine right now that guys who know they have done this multiple times are shaking in their boots, Jerry, that they're going to be the next to be exposed. Like, what is Matt Lauer doing right now? Apologizing to, to his wife and children's. I mean, you talk about 20, 20, $28 million $26 a year. million dollar, uh, job. And it's gone. Gone. And no one's hiring him. 
You're unhirable at this point. Unhirable. Unless, I mean, wow. Anyway, hope he actually uh, invested some money because ain't nothing else going to be coming in for I'm a sure while. He's got, I'm sure he's got, uh, I'm sure he's fine. Unless he I didn't say he's not fine. Right. But you got to watch for lawsuits now, and you're going to have to sell a lot of your properties or your investments. That, and how about the creepy videos coming out now oh of him telling Meredith Vieira to bend over and he, uh, Katie Couric in an interview laughingly or jokingly say, oh, he uh, Matt Lauer pinches my butt a lot. Mm, doesn't look so great now. Uh, not now, no. All right, let's go to lunch. All right, Jerry, the warm-up show is next. It was so good this morning. Just terrific. Are there awards for warm-up shows, Jerry? Awesome. It was terrific. Okay, that sounds creepy. Just terrific. Just so terrific. All right, I'm going to stop now. So... Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. Well, you should do that. And this portion is brought to you by Taco Bell. Good morning, Al Dukes. Going oh, to a Western today? Oh, hi, Jerry. Well, you, you got a mouthful of a spinach like your Popeye I, over there. I don't, actually. I think I'm doing well, just fine. you were nervous <laughs> that you had spinach in your teeth. A I see it on ago, television. <laughs> I see it in the monitors. Right. What's up? Uh, Jerry, I see that uh, a group of Giants fans has put up a billboard. Awesome. On the New Jersey Turnpike. Right by the stadium. Uh, in New York Giants colors and using their same font right which i don't know Shame what Shame on you big blue i don't know what font that is that the giants use but yes big blue shame on you that's not new times roman it's not nor is it ariel which is my pro i like bold ariel mm. as uh my my thing remember when that do when the um the guy who owned the cavaliers used comic sans no in that layer remember he he wrote that letter uh, to uh, was to about LeBron? Well, yeah to LeBron and he used Comic Sans. I, I did not know that. Which you cannot be taken seriously with that. But this billboard is on the Turnpike, which makes me think. Now that's a, like that's a high traffic area, right? Turnpike, Jerry. Millions of cars up by the Meadowlands sure. area. Uh, that must mean billboards are not that expensive. No, they're expensive. Don't fool yourself. Well, these are digital billboards, which okay. have to be cheaper because you don't have to hire a guy to go rotate. Up. They're going to rotate. Right. You don't have to send a, a crew to climb up a high ladder, which is high risk if they fall off. Glue it up there. You know what, what I mean? What do you think we get a billboard for? I don't know. These guys got it. I remember a couple of years ago they did the Fire John Idzik billboard up near there. But it was only. I think this is only for three days. Three days. Right. So it's not like they're doing it for a month. Right. Eddie, what do you think we get a billboard for? A few thousand dollars a day? If we want to promote this warm-up show. rotation like that? Yeah, or to promote the podcast. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah, I would say. Promote a warm-up show, podcast, that sort of thing. But, like, you got to keep these billboards simple like this guy did. Shame, 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 shame on you. Ooh, what if they sent Arnold Diaz out to MetLife Stadium? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> to, uh, to tell the Giants and John Mara, shame on you. <laughs> they should. That'd be fantastic. Some contradictions coming out today, no. uh, Jerry, really? with uh, John Mara speaking. Mm. John Mara's making it sound like... That they told Eli, if it doesn't go well against the Raiders, we're going to pull you. Where yesterday we heard That's from, or the day before, McAdoo, said. McAdoo made it seem like you could throw 14 touchdowns in the first half. It's a meaningless game. Geno's playing the second half. You have the first half. Geno's got the second. Yes. Which sounds like a cockamamie plan. 
And if I was Eli Manning or if any NFL quarterback was presented with that option, they would have said no as well, including the guy who will be sitting to my right later this morning. Yes. So uh, to me, Eli did exactly. And this idea that he put it back on the Giants. Yeah, because they put a crappy plan in his lap. So to me, it's all good. And by the way, this is a great quote. I think Lepresti will have it come up in the morning Fair later enough. on. John Mara was asked something along the lines of, did Ben McAdoo handle this properly? To which John Mara said, um, yeah, that's not a great strength of his. <laughs> Handling things. <laughs> you're, you're Public speaking. Communicating should be part of the job description. Yeah. That did oh. not read well, Jerry. No, it, or did it sound well? Uh, I, I haven't heard that yet. I I'm, heard it. I'm I waiting, didn't read it. looking forward to CeeLo. But when I when I saw it in print, I went, I went like this. Huh. Right, exactly. I was reading it. <laughs> hmm. It's pathetic. That's interesting. It's really just awful. Uh, I did see that uh, TMZ cameras caught up with uh, CBS CEO Les Moonves. Ah, okay. He was having a dinner. I was wondering where you got that from. Yeah, he was having dinner with Al Michaels. And the cameras uh, asked him about Eli Manning, to which uh, Les Moonves says he'd uh, take Eli in a second. Wow. As what? For the NFL today or to do I games? don't know. I think he's looking at his next Tony Romo. So you think Eli could be the next big yeah. game analyst? Which means who gets booted? Hmm. Who's second in command over That's there? Very good question. Uh, other than that, Rich was Gannon. <laughs> is Rich, Rich Gannon is out? I don't know. Isn't, isn't Rich Gannon paired with Ian? Uh, perhaps. Oh, Dan that's Fouts? Cool. Dan Fouts. No, but he's oh, another an- analyst. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, right. Yeah, we would need to uh, dump the analyst. Well, that's what Eli would be. <laughs> yeah, Dan Fouts. Uh, the young people don't know who you are anymore. No, no. no that's that's how I true. pitch it. That's not true. Stop it. <laughs> My gosh, now everybody that retires or gets, they immediately want to grab them for the booths. Well, they got to give it a try. Remember when Joe Montana had the tryout? I do not. You remember the, Joe Montana when no. he retired? They put him on, I forget what network. I NBC, wanna, I believe. Was it? It was like awful. A, it was the pregame show, right? Yeah. And he was terrible. Stiff. Oh, like almost afraid to speak. And I remember watching like, this is Joe Montana. What are you nervous about? Yeah, I picture him being real stiff. He was stiff. Oh, he was stiff. Yeah, you get all these guys. Terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. Not yeah. everyone is good. And I picture Eli Manning. He doesn't really say anything. Uh, well, he doesn't say it concisely. Let me ask you this. I just thought of this, Jerry. Uh, Eli Manning does a weekly spot during the NFL season with Mike. Yes. Uh, in the afternoons here at the fan. If he's not quarterbacking, does he still do that? Or do we talk to Gino on Tuesdays? No. he's. I would imagine he's got a contract for the entire season, so he should be with Mike on Monday. Yeah. Why we, wouldn't he be? We should get Gino for the mornings. You want that? I would <laughs> But I'd, like, I'd take that for a week. So Gary Myers asks him yesterday, you know, you hear all the detractors and you hear the people, you know, the noise. The people, basically. yeah. And he, I forget what the quote is. Something along the lines of, why pay attention to people that mean nothing? Yeah, okay, have, those are the fans, you idiot. I actually Don't wrote it down. That. Like, come on, Gino, just if you. This is what he said. Oh. Quote, think I pay attention to what somebody who means nothing has to say? Just don't <laughs> say that. I'm like, th- here's the here's the right answer to that question. Fans have their opinions. Yeah. I'm going to go out and do the best I can. Next question. Right. And don't if we, say that. And if we don't like it, we will put a billboard up. That's what I would say to uh, Gino. God, what if dumb. a billboard goes up? I'm telling you, there really is a future for athlete and coach consultants. It, literally about you know social media or just how to handle the press. How to say nothing but make it seem like you're saying something. Well, the Mannings can, the whole Manning Good family Lord. can handle that. 
I guess so. And then, Jerry, this is the the, the strangest story of the day. Uh, Brett Boone. This is not going to help Aaron, by the way. Right. He's putting his uh, brother, Aaron Boone, who's now up for Yankee manager. He's done the interview. Uh, Brett Boone crawled out from under a rock in uh, Seattle. <laughs> yes. Randomly DMs. Yeah, very strange. Direct messages. A man by the name of Stephen Cohen. Who's a reporter, right? Who's a reporter for something called SeattlePI.com. He's a sports reporter. He DMs him. He doesn't know him. It's not like friendly, like if you DM'd Gary Myers, you're friendly with him. He doesn't know Stephen Cohen and Brett Boone don't know each other. So he DMs him on Twitter and says, quote, I got sexually harassed twice today. The Starbucks girl smiled at me, and the woman at Rite Aid flirted with me. I'm getting a lawyer. Unacceptable. LOL. To which the writer wrote back and said, I don't know you. Why are you? <laughs> what are you doing, are you idiot? <laughs> why are you DMing me? Right. To which he wrote the guy back again. Oops. Just happened again. The girl at Vons told me to have a good day. LOL. Are you serious, guy? So then people on Twitter go, Aaron and Brett are brothers. They probably share the same attitude. So then Aaron Boone had to come out and go, no, I have no idea what he's doing. Yeah, this is not going to help him get the in Yankee Seattle. job. By the, I think Carlos Beltran is going to get the job after what I listened to yesterday. Carlos Beltran I claims. I think Carlos Beltran is the best candidate right now for this job. He How about cl- that? He claims that being the DH. Yeah, I agree with him. Makes him kind of like a manager. because he sat there and watched every inning of every game on the bench. He was involved in a different way. I actually, a lot of what he said yesterday for the first time since this whole interview process started for the next level manager, that's the guy. But Carlos Beltran caught looking. And by the way, he called Terry Collins like the best manager he ever played for. How about that? But then couldn't any bench player, it's like some guy who's never gets in the game, who always rides the bench, would be like, I kind of in the manager. Kind of like a lot of managers now that you've probably never heard of that played the game. You know, that's true, Jerry. Even in the NFL, like guys like Kubiak, Gary Kubiak, who backed up yeah. Elway, never played. So then you kind of get to be like they the coach. They weren't the star player, but they saw the game from a different perspective. Catchers become managers because they see the game differently. Very interesting. Carlos Beltran. That's I your pick? He will be the next Yankee manager. Really? Uh, this portion brought to you by Taco Bell. So easy to dip, so hard to put down. Rolled chicken tacos are back. Shredded chicken all rolled up with your choice of dips. Only at Taco Bell. More to do, including Boomer at the top on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm-up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. The superheroes of building products. All right, welcome back. This portion is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. A win for the Knicks last night, though. Kristaps Porzingis banged up his ankle. Not as bad as it did look, but they did win. Nets one as well. And Carmelo Anthony and the Thunder lost to the Magic. How about that? This portion is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. You have enough things to worry about every day. Insurance shouldn't be one of them. You can leave worry behind. When Liberty stands with you, Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance, Al. Jerry, a, a young man in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, got himself a permit from the city of Cleveland. LeBron James. No, it's oh. a guy you've never heard of. Uh, but he got a permit from the city to throw a parade if the Browns go 0-16. What are we, why would he be celebrating that? Well, he says, well, he's going to be celebrating the, the winless. Not a lot of teams have done that over the years in the NFL, Jerry. So if you're going to be bad, just be awesomely bad. And celebrate it. Like getting okay. one win is meaningless. 
if you have zero wins, this guy's going to have a parade. And it's, who is going to attend this parade out? Uh, Browns fans, I bet. A parade I bet people. One? No, no, no. I guarantee he gets people. Does he get, like, the street to be cleared so he can just drive up and down honking his horn? Not exactly. 16. Woo, 16. They're, they're letting him uh, do a parade around the stadium. <laughs> so but, it's a parking lot parade. But around the entire – they gave him two hours. <laughs> what did he have to pay for this permit? Well, he – did set up a GoFundMe page because he needs money for. <laughs> of course, he needs money for floats. <laughs> floats for what? For his parade, Jerry. What's a parade with no floats? It'll look like a protest. It's <laughs> stupid. He's having a parade around the stadium. So I'm rooting against the Browns so oh, this man oh. can have his dream of, of an 0 16 parade. <laughs> You're funny. And then for some reason, I don't know why this took so long, but yesterday they finalized all of the votes. For New York City mayor. I saw who one of the top vote getters were. Well, Aaron Judge got uh, 10 write-in votes. Yes. Aaron Judge. Well, no, Aaron Judge, the actual guy, Jerry. He got 10 write-in votes. Sorry. Which doesn't make you mayor. You need more than that. You probably do, but it's still kind of cool to see your name show up, right? I guess. Like, he got a nice article. It's box office blitz Thursday on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.